back to the question at hand, what am I going to wear out tomorrow? Because it's hot now. And, like, 70 degrees is, is pretty hot for drag, if y'all don't know. Like, girls? I get why girls have hair ties all the time. This hair at the neck? I mean, it makes sense why, like, Chicago has such a, like, everyone does drag in Chicago. It's freezing all the it's time. It's freezing. It keeps you warm. New York, you're like, it's cold. Woo! But the uh, summer is going to be so hot. Um, but when we're on the float for DC Pride, Capital Pride. And people say, who are those people? New New Paris, Rafi Manzor. Oh, you think we'll be together? Um, you ever think about that? <laughs> the entity known as Waito New is a thing. You, New New Paris is obsessed with distancing herself from this brand. And I'm okay with that at this point. And, so uh, she's not gonna and Rafi is obsessed with keeping me tethered, twin, Siamese. Oh, you can't say Siamese anymore. Why? Conjoined. <laughs> oh my god, you're so problematic I'm so sorry, oh my god But we are that We're those Problematic or ableist <laughs> but, but I was thinking that today on the bike I was like, wow, Ravi, you need something so problematic I never think Actually, no, I do Anytime something bad happens to me, I'm like, is it because I'm talking shit? <laughs> wow, right into the episode, dude That's so funny um, But you're right, maybe it is Maybe you're manifesting all this talking shit And that's why you have like bowel movements all the time or the lack thereof. She's oh, it just comes out of the mouth. Um, uh, you remember that episode of South Park where they were pooping out of their mouths and it was like easier? Oh my god. I saw my cat do that pretty much today. Fur balls look like that sometimes. I thought I was like, did he oh, shit? Oh yeah. See, that's the thing about cats. People also don't think about all the gross things like fur balls. No. Poop. No. It's rare though. They rarely do. It's not like a common thing. Um, They're just, they're just disgusting creatures. Granted, if anyone knows, my relationship with animals is... Is it questionable? Toxic. Is it toxic? We talked about how you're a sociopath with your pets. No, but we've, that's not. A, that, I'm not going to bring that up because that's been an episode. We know that you killed your iguana. I did not kill my twice. iguana. I did not... Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I resurrected him. No, you got like a... You got, did you get like a spider afterwards and then you just like squashed it? I did want a spider. I was going to get a spider from PetSmart. I was going to name it Milkshake because it was a rose-haired um, tarantula. <laughs> And then my roommate didn't want it because everyone's scared of spiders. Like, y'all are really pussies out here. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, it's real bitch shit. It's not not enough where I'm coming from. Like, I'm from East Durham now and whatnot. We really get it in. You're not Gina about this shit. You would take a picture <laughs> with a tarantula. It'd be fine. You would take pictures with tarantulas? Or a cockroach. Cockroach? Um, I mean, pay me, I'll do anything, honestly. Especially yeah. with the camera there. So oh, I could, if someone's paying you some money, I could put a tarantula on your face right now and you'd be like, mama, that's what we're doing. If it was good content, yes, I would. Period. It's so weird because you're like so scared of everything. I am, but I'm fine. <laughs> so, is there anything you're not afraid of? Um, commitment. <laughs> I'm a good boyfriend. I can't do this. I'm a good person. Wow. <laughs> Speechless. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rare that I'm you have a dick in your mouth. <laughs> it's so rare. <laughs> oh, because uh, why? Are you gagged that I am a good person? I'm honest and I'm witty and I'm cute. And I'm I mean, busy. we all know that. First of all, I want to say shout out to all of the amazing fans, followers, listeners who came out to Floral Combat. Um, other than fans. that, fans. <laughs> Is it windy in here? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our listeners and supporters for coming out. And yeah. really out. DC really just shows uh, how they come through for the people. 
all 35 of y'all really came through. No, yeah, we honestly had the most iconic gathering in DC history. And I say that lovingly because there were so many people there who just was listening, who I've seen on Twitter, who interacted with our posts, and we just got to really just chop it up and talk to people like we used to. You know, you remember the premiere of this never-ending season in July, we had a meet and greet at number nine, and I kind of felt like it was that kind of same energy, just getting to meet and dance with people. We had so much fun. Yes, and um, it came full circle because it's just like a lot of people came back to the, that event from that original event and meeting. And like I said, I, we've been so lucky to realize that we have so much quality in our listeners and the support system that we've built on, on from this platform because people really showed out and just had great conversation, danced, and really enjoyed the music. And that was the main my concern. A lot of people really enjoyed the curated playlist by DJ Gaston. Shout out to my Boo Bear, DJ Gaston, given, you know, all of the hip-hop, pop, divas tees. And we had so much, I mean, again, we had so much fun. And I got to have some of my college best friends come up and, and party with me. Yes. And to, to hop in that Uber in a lime green wig and a plastic dress and just be turning it, it has been the highlight of my career so far. I want everyone at home right now to go to our page and go to go to like probably like scroll down a little bit to a picture from the party of me and Nunu and Nunu looks so spectacular her legs look like they go up like a skyscraper and I really like and Rappi looks so spectacular his hair is cut that was not cut there yet. I just had shaved my beard. Y'all are shady, though. Y'all are really shady. Y'all are really shady. Y'all are like, I mean, basically just call me ugly, bitch. And then, no, no one likes, be- that's just like not a thing. That's dead. No, y'all like white men and beards. That's fine. No, but yours was given like Willie Mammoth. It was given Your pussy's Willie Mammoth. You are atrocious to me. <laughs> no, it just really did. Like, I mean, it just. It, it just makes you feel lighter as a person. Well, wonderful. <laughs> Shade! <laughs> Shade button. And just in time for the weather turning around to heat. Well, that's what I do. Season, Can know? a bitch hibernate, please? <laughs> it looked like, look like Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Shade. And, you know, I, I had the same thing. Y'all remember, y'all don't, because you didn't know me then. But, you know, there was times when Nunu had a beard and a wig and makeup. And, you know, I just refused to shave it. Because, you know, as as a person that identifies as male sometimes. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> same. Same, actually. That's like shame. So, we just got back from a trip together. Let's take a trip. Trip. Let's go get away. <laughs> so, what, what, what do we... <laughs> why, after we came back from this really relaxing trip, that you want to come back and talk shit? We just literally just came back. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, she is flipping it. I'm the villain, y'all. Okay, I'll be the villain this episode. Diabetes. Diabetes. Um, no, I guess I'm feeling just extra, like, um, antagonizing only because. That'll work. Yeah. Antagonizing? Google. <laughs> hey, Siri. <laughs> Um, Ooh, that effect. I gotta do that. <laughs> I'm doing the job for you at this point because <laughs> I know you're not gonna listen to this. 
Um, but also, I think it's also just a, a really strong lack of sleep. I have not slept since I got back. I am a little cranky. <laughs> and I did like the opposite. I slept so much. I slept like half a day. Oh, I did not. Oh, what? Wait, a half a day? No. Again, when we got back, I we took a three-hour nap, got back up, went right back to sleep like a few hours later. I didn't get up. I, I, we literally slept for like 13 you hours. You told me you went to cookout. Lapser, uh, <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. Yes, it was crazy. All the restaurants I went to in North Carolina and these little small. I just missed the idea of restaurants being grouped together in a, in a little parking lot. Yeah. 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 Versus like storefronts on DC where you're like, which one, which one is it? Um, <laughs> I had a relaxing time outside, but I did not sleep well, honestly. Why don't you sleep well? Because my, oh, it was hot. Because my parents keep the house so hot, so hot. And I could not put, put the air conditioning on. And it was just winter letting people scared of heat. <laughs> I, I keep everything. Here. So I just did not sleep well. So I think I'm just feeling a little like, you know, over it. Oh my god, um, yeah. I feel so rested. Like, I feel like I can do it all. I'm like, yeah, I'll go out. Um, <laughs> not, opposed to, judging by your Twitter, I I also feel you're feeling a little antagonizing. Hashtag that, you know. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, it's just because, you know, when you're vacationing, you know, you have time to relax and see things. And we saw a lot of things. Um, what, what did we see? Um, well, I was. I saw clones. Well, I was with my parents. No, on Twitter, online, on social media. Okay, clones. Wow. Clones? I saw clones. I saw clowns. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) No, you forgot the W. Got it. (laughs) Yeah, you did say clowns. We're on the same page there. Um, I I just saw a lot of buffoonery. Um, (laughs) What is Gnarek? What's going on? So, as an artist, it's always interesting to be... um, What's it called? Imitated, copied. Ah! <laughs> yes. And it, it never really feels flattering, despite despite the um, those little sayings, those quippies, right? Imitation uh-huh. is the greatest sort of flattery. Does it feel that way? Um, and 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 we want to further narrate on this topic because it feels like sometimes we sometimes just see like certain people that in our direct lives, in our personal lives, y'all, recently kind of like. Every time they've showed support or lack thereof, especially, it's always been in a condescending way. And then they are people that don't immediately, I feel, like would put themselves out there. But when they start seeing people like Nunu, people like me, put themselves out there, you know, and like, and and they don't expect it from people like us, then they feel more galvanized to do it. Which themselves. is which is really weird for me. And I know I talk about about my professional career. You know, in my professional career, I'm kind of like. That girl. Yes. So, to be underestimated. <laughs> and, and, and this, like, artistic kind of field that I'm in, this little lane that I'm doing right now, is, is kind of weird to me because I'm not used to it. And I think that's also what it is. A part of me feels, like, naive. Like, I didn't really realize that when you do this stuff, people underestimate you. They think, oh, she can do it. I can do it. Mm. Or they will literally steal looks and copy. Mm. Or they'll, you know, just make you feel like what you're doing is not as important or necessary as it is. And so it is crazy. Yeah, I've started cutting... I've, I just don't have time for the, like, to quote you, buffoonery. I don't have time for 
Fake uh, love. The fake love. And also, like, is the this... chasing. Is, is this what you're built about? Is this what you're... Is, is this really what you're trying to do? Like, is this what your commitment is? And I want to make sure that people, like, understand, like... Uh, and like, now we just drag. We've been podcasting. There are so many people between... We've been doing this podcast since 2019, y'all. Um, this happened to us early on, too. This happened to us early on. It happened to us the whole career. We saw that so ca- many... Yeah, career. Career, yeah, <laughs> career. We see so many people say, I'm starting podcasts, I'm starting podcasts, I make an Instagram. You know, they get their 12 followers, they post their two episodes, and they're done. Oh, they say, I'm about to buy, I'm about to do a podcast, we're about to do it, and it just never comes through. Because it's hard work. It's not something that you can just easily do we all are adults we have lives we have relationships jobs family commitments all these other things right Mm -hmm. so to do this and to have something to talk about which bitches don't really understand yeah you know what i'm saying like a lot of you girls don't have nothing to say um you don't think you know (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just saying you don't use your brain for anything other than you know swiping on grinder making sure you have the right place at the right time for the bar you know that is some of the things that i'm noticing and I'm telling you to read a book. I'm telling you to pay attention to what's going on. I'm telling you to reflect. Like, do you understand who you are? Can you accurately describe that to you, to someone? Can you talk about your journey, your growth? Do you have goals for personal growth? Or is it just to get a man, bitch? And are, are, you, are, are you also trying to... Um, the word, I think, cloud is very interesting. Because it's... Seems like we live in a world where we are just validated by how many people know you and all that kind of stuff. And people don't really understand, like, how that kind of attention affects you negatively and all that kind of stuff. And that's something I feel like we've been processing through these first this first year of having a podcast where people actually listen and project the idea that this is some sort of platform that we have more control over. Does that make sense? And folks, does it sound like we're bitter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think we have to draw the line. You know, I know that we live in a culture where, fortunately, we, we acknowledge each other's emotions, right? Yeah. We can say, oh my gosh, you know, we can be supportive. We should go in for the positive emotions only. But we also have to create room for, you know, those maybe not so positive feelings. And that's just... What we do for ourselves, um, we, we create this podcast with the blood, sweat, and tears, and the tenacity um, to keep going in the face of so much adversity now and then and in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes when people approach you for dates, when people approach you for photo ops, when people try to imitate what you do without really enhancing our brand, giving back to us, really growing. You know, it's not mutual, I feel. I feel like yeah. sometimes it becomes parasitic, and that is kind of what we're where we're aiming at. There are so many people that show us love, that call out Rafi's name on the curb and send us messages that say, I saw you, yeah. and people that come and really support us in person yeah. and, and, and have fun, and we and we really love these people. I mean, we had, again, going back to Floral Comet, we had such a great time with so many of our true listeners and followers, so like it's, it's, it is good. But at the same time, there are people with bigger platforms who have been in the city longer, quote-unquote, who have more followers, quote-unquote, who who use these platforms. Is it irresponsible? Is it reckless? Is it uplifting black or brown queer voices like we're doing? Um, No. 
And the issue is these accounts are saying they're doing it. I think that's also the issue. The token. It's a token. And I appreciate people that really, like, reach out to us and, like, say that, I, like I said, I don't know the platform that I have, to be quite honest with y'all. And, or, and that, like, and we don't, we don't understand, like, what people, like, perceive us as sometimes. It's something that we have to be, we have to use our natural self-awareness and keeping ourselves, like, accountable. But it's hard, it's hard to, like, picture, like, how people actually perceive. Like, I feel like what I, I feel like since day one, we've always been the kind of podcast to say, we have a message, we're going to be willing to say the thing, what people are not trying to say, we're going to joke about the things that people don't want to joke about, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. I think that's the message that needs to be clear. Um, but if, to... To make to make art or anything of that just to be like a clout chasing kind of thing is too much. I'm not a fan of that. And I just wish people would just show support. You know what I mean? Like, why can't we say, "Hey, I was really inspired by you all, and I want to do this." Why can't we show? Oh yeah, right. Why can't we? you know, work together? Why does it always have to be, like, a competition? Or why does it always have to be, like, this is what they're doing versus what we're doing? And I just I just really wish it was just more collaborative. Like I said, I'm learning through other artists in the community to be more collaborative because I can understand it is very intimidating to reach out to people. And sometimes I, I struggle with asking for help. I struggle with that. And so I don't naturally feel inclined to reach out to people like, hey, like, will you come to this? Unless I, like feel like I can, like, reach out to you and, like, assist in the text to you. Because also people have lives, you know what I'm saying? And I never want to be a burden to anybody. Um, but, like, meeting people in D.C., having that, com- building that community slowly has been, very like, a true blessing. And I'm very appreciative of this platform for that. Um, but, yeah, it's just, if all I'm saying is that <laughs> if you're going to start putting yourself out there, doing these little shows, all this shit, then, you know, support our show. That's all I'm saying. Because we'll definitely come support your show. But, you know, that is what I've seen on Twitter. You know, there are so many um, words being thrown on Facebook, Twitter, social media, in the drag scene, actually. In DC's drag scene. In DC's drag scene. Um, this idea of supporting local drag, the contentious topic. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is, I want to first say I'm, I'm amused, girls. <laughs> is that, is that a shame? You know, I am, I'm truly amused. Um, because I get it. I get it from both sides here. There are so many amazing artists in DC who have opened doors, given platforms. So literally so many artists in the city, in the, in the surrounding areas, and they don't get the recognition and they don't get the clout, they don't get the fame, they don't get anything like some other girls who, just because they're aligned with RuPaul's Drag Race girls or celebrity drag queens, that that is seen as more valid. And again, same thing with us, going back to our point, like sometimes it's harder when you're a more grassroots, nonprofit, right, bootstrappy kind of organization trying to do things versus people who are just kind of aligned with Celebrity, nepotism. I for sure get, like, the frustration in that, too. I fully support, and I fully want... And I'm, like, a neutral part, because I love drag queens, and I support... I, I, I support it all. I, I, I try to make it to every event that fits my schedule and time frame and sleep 
<laughs> schedule. That's awesome. Uh, because but I'm glad that drag shows are starting to become more earlier. That makes it so much more accessible to be able to make it. And I'm, so I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're approaching it at that kind of idea. Because I think that it's so over over overrated to go to a bar at like 11 o'clock and start a show at 12. That's <laughs> which? Then what are we doing? You're too old for that girl. Uh, it's too old. I, I love how the world has shifted towards a millennial's age frame. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember early on we were like, oh my god, 12 o'clock, yeah. Like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. We used to be at town seeing Tatiana, seeing all the girls, right? We're like, the which show? The first show? The second show? Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Let's do that. Oh yeah, back when, oh, back I was when like, y'all, I want y'all to know that I first, I'm a fan of 6 o'clock drag. Everyone, every drag show is at 6 p.m. And by yes. eight or nine, so we can go home and or choose to go out to the bar. Back when DC were when back when DC was had stages for performers. That's what I miss. Stages for performers because these drag shows also another thing that I'm not have a fan of is these false advertisement. These people selling RuPaul girls, and then you get there and you can't even see the girls because there's no stage for the girls. These are bars that don't have the platform or infrastructure to hold these shows. But they're out here holding these shows, selling, selling, packing people that are beyond fire codes, pitchers, and it's ridiculous. It's, but but then but, but you're supposed to go because you're supporting, supporting local drag. It's okay, given no. Cherry Weekend. It's giving Cherry Weekend. It's giving these unorganized events. And it's giving, why are we trusting, why, why do we continue to trust a panel of white men with one black man? Uh, I don't know how they, uh, uh, take that back, people, because you know how they, they gender affirm. But it's just very confusing to see that we're still putting our trust in these organizations that we knew were problematic since day one of them starting. Since they they approach everything at an exclusive level, not inclusive viewpoint. And it's just very interesting to kind of see how this is evolving. Again, this is a podcast where we just talk about things that we notice and we see about D.C., uh, in, the, in the DC net life that has been curated for queer people um, and we just we, we, ex- we have high expectations and I don't think they're being met all the time I'm not sure uh, sadly not <laughs> <laughs> no but the, and, and, and another side is that there are in so many ways there are so many drag shows that are giving yes I mean we can name between the shows I mean there's so many Domingo Desiree are two Latino curators that I fully like have uh, Rico Pico I mean they are all leading curators curating events at mainstream bars in DC and really like putting their stamp and really having and like I said I do, I'm not a huge fan of uh, like uh, unless I hope they're getting paid sufficiently if they're getting paid sufficiently honey live their life but I hope these these bars are paying them <coughs> to pitch into these new like into into to really invest in community and and bring Latino because I'm only going to these events because I'm seeing myself in the in the in the performers now finally, and that's something I'm so refreshed by is that I I love that DC's drag scene has built such a diversity that I did not see when we were for originally here when like we were going out to town no shade I love town it was great but sometimes the diversity was lacking. I mean, um, Talking you, to you, Ursula. When you told me that there were French bulldogs stolen, 
In front of the town. I that place is cursed. That place is cursed. Yeah. Wait, town is cursed. That's the name of the podcast episode today. Wait, yeah. My heart goes out to the people that were. I have not followed up with the story, but some people were shot. This is such a messy podcast. <laughs> some people were shot outside of town, unfortunately. Four dogs that were stolen. Two French bulldogs. I would be so fucking mad if I got shot. Because, shot me, period. But shot with dogs. Like, take these motherfuckers. Don't shoot me. Like, for two dogs? I mean, I love my cat. But if someone... Well, no. Actually, I would be like, whoa, 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 buddy. I, I would literally hand him over and I would like literally start chasing him down when he ran away. Yeah. Period. Once your turn is back. I would just get over it. <laughs> but yeah that's needless to say town that area that corner now is is haunted by gay ghosts because like that we will never get over that <laughs> but uh that's what i'm saying like i just i i don't think that our level of talent that's being like executed every night at these bars is being sufficiently met by the spaces that they're Right, it. so I mean, I'm excited to see the fact that there are more spaces coming in. I mean, let's talk about Shout out to t- Azure trade. Bar. So something I've noticed in queer spaces also is the work, how the work staff is executed, and I'm noticing this not at bars that I'm saying I'm talking I'm talking to, to certain bars that are getting clouded for being very inclusive spaces because what I'm noticing what I'm noticing is like a formula, and it's. You're, we're going to have black bartenders. It is formulaic, I will say. Uh, uh, Latino kitchen staff. And then white performers. And some of these bars, and not all of them. Like I said, we just talked about King Rico Pico. We talked about Cake. We talked about people like queer um, hostess and curators of performing of performing spaces that are really like people of color representing. You know what I'm saying? But then there's others. That have curated spaces that are queer, but oh, very white feminists are queer. Um, because, like I said, why are we ha- listening to a bunch of um, white voices? And then, the like I said, I, I understand employing black and brown people, but there's also a level of uplifting, you know what I'm saying? And really, like, thinking about everything you put into a queer space. And I think that's... It's about quota. It's not about quota. It's about quality. And so, and so I don't I don't like that. I don't like the idea of like We don't like that. Stop that. Of serving white people in their safe queer spaces. Cause you know, that's that and, and this goes for a lot of bars out there. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to throw any bar out there in, in that sense yet. Cause like I said, I still believe in change. I still believe that we can start working together, but it has to it has to be met with a certain like viewpoint. Like, is is the bottom line money or is the bottom line executing queer safe spaces? So there we avoid controversies altogether, Mama. Right, right, and you are my bottom line. I know. Um, I agree. I think that the performative actions are still happening in a sense, but like like Rafi was saying earlier. I, I am definitely down for anyone to get their check, get their money, you know what I'm saying, and, and make whatever space it is the best possible it can be for all people, especially queer people of color in, in these spaces. Um, what I'm looking forward to most is pride. Yes, yes, and I'm hoping that... How diverse pride is going to be. Um, and you can't have pride without the dame of D.C. and the mayor of D.C. Oh, my God. I, I want to say, and this is just a spiel, because I want to also address the queer pe- people that are going to be performing to a lot of white people this year at Pride. 
Um, because that's Brittany, we know that's gonna happen. My heart goes out to y'all. I know it's not easy. Um, and I think a lot of people project like, oh, you know, um, you know, they work for pitchers or they work for Nellies. You know, they probably don't care about the things that are going on. And I believe in earning a check and I believe getting what you need to do to think of what me to do. And so I also want to approach pride with a form of grace for people. And like, let's really focus on investing our our time into a fun pride. A pride that is safe, that we know that we're not just drinking and being debaucherous for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Let's have... I, I agree, Rafi. I would like that for you as well. Why are you throwing me under the bus? I threw you under the bus. I'm you throwing you under the float. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a great person to have on the float, by the way. I turn the crowd up, honey. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Can we really, like, really stop... Oh, yeah, I would definitely want to I don't want it. mediocrity. I don't want people on floats being drunk and being like, woo, pride, and not dancing, having actual fun. That's what I'm saying, y'all. That's what I'm saying. And I can play a video right now that I'm going to throw people under the bus. I'm going to really play a video right now that's on my fucking private Instagram. I'm posting on my way. Don't do it right now. For you. Oh, This is like literally like the sibling rivalry Patreon. But I'm literally going to post it of me being on the Vita float. I'm the only one giving. I'm the only one giving. And I'm do, do y'all want us to make Patreon and have some exclusive, real, dishy, messy, available content available on our Patreon? Let us know. Message us. I mean, this could be on our Instagram period, so it's fine. I'm gonna literally say, I'm like, I was the only one giving. No one ever clapped me for you that. You know why? I mean, I agree. I mean, all, I, I, it's been a long time since the, the since the parade, right? So I, I'm excited to see what the girls are giving. I I want to be on a float. Because I want to be. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I mean, that's really it. I mean, I Today we're talking about shit and then having Angelica energy about being on a flow. Yeah. We're going to flow. Uh, I'm such a flow. We're going to be on a flow. I'm not worried about that. No, yeah. I'm just letting people know how I feel. Um, this is a podcast where we have to talk about feelings. Have, have, you, have, you, have you ever fucking seen our show? Okay. <laughs> Um, I want you to dig deep, though. You know, besides being on a float, which you probably will. No, be. I do want to be on a float because, again, the last time we were rocking in pride, um, you went through trauma. That's right. You want to be fulfilled. Talk yeah, about that's it's, it's really the full circle moment. The last time we walked in pride, you know, we were at the tail end with the Trevor Project. We were giving, having so much fun. I was in heels, and the energy I felt there was so special and so electric and I, I just never forget it because people were really excited yeah people were really elated yeah and like that, when you say pride you know you, you can't throw the word around but i really saw it and felt it and not only do i want to have that again because our time was cut short um due to the threat of gun violence and we all had to take shelter immediately and the parade got a little disrupted I, I would like to, you know, turn that traumatic memory into something positive and full circle with Wait Don't Do It because that was really before Wait Don't Do It was that was the first year of Wait Don't Do It. Yeah, that was our that, first That was year. only a few oh months. My God, that was, oh, yeah, that was first that season was one. Season one. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that was season one. So I would love for, you know, now that we are Wait Don't Do It, I would love for us to be on a flow and 
just giving that crowd that energy. I want to look in the crowd and see people and say, I see you, that you're giving, that this makeup is great, that you oh, are. Oh, yeah, compliments. That, yeah, I want I want people to be seen because that's what it's so much fun when you go to these parades, right? You want people to notice you. Even though we're in a big crowd, everyone wants to be noticed. So I want to give everyone that same attention, that love that I feel like we received. And that's the deep message, but I just I just really want to also look good on a float. <laughs> um, yeah, that was... Uh, and tell, like people, I said, tell me I look good. <laughs> it's about getting the crowd up. It's getting about the crowd up. I do think that's what we need to bring into the Pride Parade. I don't want it to be very capitalistic. Now, did you hear that CC Pride had to go really back into their investor pool because a lot of their original investors were uh, part of that don't say gay bill? Could you imagine? And again, these are the people that we're trusting. The, to, they don't vet the, a lot of, again, they don't have Yeah, they don't vet. And, and if you have been a DC Pride in the past, you know how um, it is very capitalistic. I mean, you know, you kind of go out to the little areas and it's like, yeah. sign up for this, sign up for this, yeah. marketing, 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 yeah. Pride concert, marketing, marketing, yeah. marketing, marketing. It's very... Instead of making it very, like, how, how can we invest small, you know... Small businesses in DC. How, how do how can we invest in them having? How do we just uplift queer spaces in DC? Yeah, yeah. Oh my yes. god, it's just weird. It's weird why we have to like have these high tickets and meet these quotas for a pride event made for a celebration. Very very dark there. Um, but bottom line is we're gonna go up on this pride. I don't care. Do not go out of town from June six. To June twelfth, I'm telling you, you're gonna be in town for DC because we're gonna be hosting events, and we're gonna be at Pride Parade, and maybe the opening party. I don't know yet. I've heard some mixed things, especially from trusted sources yesterday. So. Oh my gosh! You know, the only thing I am feeling is this tingly feeling in my lips, the lip plumper thing. I, I told just, you not to suck it before. I just love the lip feeler feeling. Oh my god! Um, so Rafi, tell me what you're doing for your thirtieth. <laughs> you ran out of things to talk about. No, I know. My well, my thirtieth is. Well, we're going to Lady Gaga Chromatic Ball. Thank you for bringing maybe. it up. Oh yeah, you got your tickets without me, so you you don't even give that. Really, kind of hurt, honestly. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna be with someone else. That's fine. Rafi, I was You're only allowed to make tickets. Like my my client confirmed. My client was busy. She was like, she lied to you because he got like several tickets with uh, yeah. So that did not happen. I didn't try her. I agree. I didn't try her. enough. you should. You should. So, like, you should. We should try it all because there's still tickets. Actually, so we should. Because I'm telling you, you're gonna have more fun with me. Like, it's not. It's not. I just assumed we all be. You know, there together. Well, I'm not. I'm not that interested to go with if you're not gonna be there. That's what I'm saying. Because I mean, like, I love all my friends, but like, I feel like I'm not a Gaga Gaga fan. So I don't. I tr- like. I like. I've known you so long. That like, I don't want like hype. I don't want to go with someone I else and then, then think that I'm gonna be like super, a super Gaga. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like that girl. <laughs> I'm like Gaga, woo! And then I just don't want us to tear us apart. You know? I mean, I'm not I, that. I, I really. I'm, gonna, I'm also really invested in going to see Bad Bunny the, like a couple of week, days afterwards. So, but needless to say, hopefully funds are good. Then you want to see Charlie XCA? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. At least not being shady. But I want to say um, Happy Easter to all you people that celebrate the bunny. <laughs> Bad um, bunny. The bunny getting ready. And Ramadan. Damn. Whoa, Western edition. Uh, <laughs> 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 Wait, how do you spell Ramadan? That's so funny. <laughs> no. Um, Easter 
is... Oh, wait. It won't be out on Easter. Easter's this weekend. ¿Qué pasó? Oh, my God. Easter's this weekend. So. So, the truth is, yeah, we got a little high before the episode. Yes. Okay? So what? You did too at home. It's 420 or 420 past, but I hope you celebrated it, bitches. Yeah. Yo, we did actually get high before this. We're not going to lie to you because it is 420. Um, but what? What? Why not? Why not? God, Why God. not? Why not? Take a, Take taste, a crazy chance. chance. Selena Gomez. Why? Oh my God. Slow go. Slow go. Slow go. Good night and go. I miss Ariana when she was Asian. I mean black. I mean white. <laughs> <laughs> I mean cat. <laughs> no, I. Ew, I never liked Sam Cat. That was lame. No, I I did not watch that. I watched from Victorious. I meant. I thought her. I thought the TV show was. Who watched Victorious? There was a show called Glee. Uh, can we talk about how Nunu Paris is Rachel Berry incarcerated? <laughs> incarcerated. <laughs> Have I been in jail before? I was not sure up in jail. No. No, I kind of would. Um, I would really try to just work on being trade. I couldn't movie. deal with, like, other people just existing, honestly. Oh, my God. I'd be nervous about not having rights. That'd be my worry. Or getting, like, raped? I mean, no, that's not it. So I'm not worried about that. <laughs> um, you know, they are pushing. People are upset against this mask mandate on public transportation. Still, do you think it should still have the? Mask? I think that should. I also, oh my god, people are such virtuous ignorers. I do agree. Oh my god, how did you feel being back in North Carolina and like no one ever wearing a mask? I kind of respect it. You know what? If we go back to masks, fine. At this point, I'm over it. I do believe. I, I love masks. I, I do, love. I do love master in the winter, but bitch, I am hot. Bitch, I have glasses, and people will still be out here. Ooh, mass, mass, mass. <laughs> yeah, ma- yeah. Ooh, mass, mass, mass. That's that's the bitch. Wait, wait, wait you said word of But no, I do believe that a lot of people don't even care. Like, don't even like really believe that they're doing it. They just don't want to be called a bad person. That's most of what I think people are doing. I wear it because I don't get sick. And you haven't been sick. I have not had COVID yet. Please, God. I don't want COVID this year. Just wait till like next year. Then I'll be like, cunt to get it. You know what I mean? Oh. Not like basic. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you all. Who had COVID? I did. Clap. I did, but you didn't hear it. You, you didn't hear it from me? Clap if you got gonorrhea this year. Not me. Oh my god! First of all, right? Like STIs definitely are like over. Like they're can't yeah. Happen. I haven't heard anyone get like the clap or what fun things we call crabs and um, syphilis. Syphilis. Oh, is syphilis a thing? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was during college, right? Journal warts. Oh my god! Raise your hands. If I imagine if that's a thing still. I had a wart in my hand. How do you get a wart? I don't know, but I had a war, and they're the ugliest thing, and I had them all... I think they're honestly caused by stress for me. I knew I someone that gave school. someone general warts. <gasps> Ooh, drop it. Because they had a wart on their finger, and they fingered his booty hole, and then his booty hole had a wart on it. So it's probably like a dizzy... Like, not dizzy. Like a fucking frog. Oh, my God. I'm like, <laughs> I think the person that did that was a frog, so... So I just want to say that if you have warts... Um, I'm not trying to be offensive to war people, warty people. Uh, rip it, rip it, though. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> um, anyway, I wish you didn't smoke as much. 
Because... <laughs> oh my god, you're the one turned away from the microphone. <laughs> I wish you didn't smoke as much because you're a different person. Oh, am I? Yeah, you yell at me. You shut up. <laughs> Mood swings. <laughs> swings. Are you glad you discovered weed? Yes. You're welcome. Oh my god. You're welcome. My parents ugh, need to really smoke. I think they would just enjoy life so much more. I did spend so much time with them. I'm so grateful to have my parents. Honestly. You know the craziest thing that happens speaking of the parent trips. You know, I keep a bowl in my mom's house, right? Yeah. I, I smoke openly in yeah. the house. Oh my the god. Porch, you Goals. Know? I, do, I do what I want. I smoke whilst we drive. Okay. I do real hood rat shit. <laughs> And then, you know the thing that, my mom doesn't care. My mom's like, whatever. You know the thing that got her? What? I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. I'm taking my melatonin. And she's like, you need drugs to go to sleep. How dare you? That's what she said to me. (laughs) Drag you! Drag you! Drag you! I live for your mother. No one drags you like your mom. I swear to God, if I hurt to the roast of new new parents. (laughs) I am so proud I raised a drug addict hooker slut. I was like... It's melatonin. <laughs> I know how you react to it. And she was like, you need to go to sleep. Yeah. I was like, I just like it. It's a gummy. So she she called that out before the TV? We played all night? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she drew the line. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. Oh, I love melatonin. It's just like a fun, country thing to do. It's very Caucasian to be honestly. But I what know. Go off. <laughs> I like melatonin. It's, honey. Yeah, it's just like a shot of B twelve. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm a little shot of B. Oh <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but your your favorite benefit of THC so far has been what? The fact just... that you get to eat all the time now. <laughs> Shade. Um, no, my favorite thing about it is. Uh, being vibey, being outside, riding bikes. <laughs> oh, is, riding. I said writing. Writing dicks. Uh, <laughs> sex like, and weed is a great combo. Only. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Some people turn them off, though. Ugh, That'd be oh, so lame. That's a boner killer. Yeah. Everyone should just do drugs all the time. Just kidding. Um, when are they going to make it legal? Is that a question for my for my lawyers? Mm-hmm. I want it legal in the country of America. I'll, I'll talk to uh, Mayor Bowser this week, and so. I want her to say, "Mama, it's legal." Actually, why hasn't Mayor Bowser declared statehood for herself? I think as a mayor, you can just declare it, right? If you own the city, <laughs> you can just say, "Bitch, we're a state." Mayors own cities. It's a key to the city, and since DC is just a city, she can make it a state. Think about it. I always wonder what what does a key to the city mean? What does that unlock? The bank. Does it? Yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> um, the country's a lie. That's true. It's all performative. But for real, like, DC statehood now, right? Um, it's a controversial topic, honestly, amongst DC. Yeah, for only for white people. No, they really love it. Actually, they really want it. The white people here, but they only. But the conflict is, oh, now that we have statehood, um, who's it really helping now? What? Which group is it helping? Which group is it helping? Not white people. I don't believe so. Again, I am for a logistical statehood that really would benefit people of color first. But again, nothing in this world, or in the system at least, does. So, it's, it's, 
iffy. Yeah, get rid of the metros. Uh, I know. I actually really had a good time on the metro last night. I was, I was, when I saw you there, I was like, is this a metro? Yeah, have fun. I was looking cute. People were like, hi, you look cute. I was like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a good dick in the metro, okay? Let me do that. <laughs> yeah, the, the tone shifted at the beginning of the episode to this. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on this, though. This isn't the best part. I was being just stupid. I'm like, so being bitter old bitches. Yeah, bitch, we smoked hemp during the episode. We got called, bitch. I, <laughs> like, I'm not even mad, honestly. <laughs> Go on, Beckles. Go on, Beckles. Do like WDA, okay? Honestly, (laughs) do you? Because no one's gonna support it. All right. uh, So thank y'all so much for watching this fantastic episode. It's been a thirty-minute episode, y'all. We got high. You know it's over. We're hungry. I got some pretzels on the way. Yeah, this actually is being released on four twenty. Period. Yeah. Yeah, actually, to make it make sense, yeah. It's been Happy 420. My name is Rafi Manzo. Happy 420. From the Dame DC, New New Paris. Make sure you book me on Cameo. Make sure you show it to all my events at Hotel Xena. I'll see you later.